Two black minds, two black minds, two black minds. We are back and in effect. I got better name of GC, the Golden City's Golden Boy, Found Souls Fam's front man from way back when. <laughs> and you should know it by now. So I'm a king, I'm a king, I'm a king, I'm a king, I'm a king. To a black mind. Just a young black man trying to build his kingdom. Yes, yes. My partner in crime is with me. Hello, hello. Capson here. Capson in the building. This man that always puts a smile on my face when he proclaims his kingdom. Yeah. yeah, man. Kingdom's building, man. Kingdom's did the Scythe War last week. Yes, yes, you did that. Foundation was done a few weeks before that. For so real, yeah, man. we're getting there. We're getting. You need to share the money thing, eh? Because if you finish this off, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's 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 the what's the kingdom's up, man? There's gonna yes. be a banquet, and I'll invite you to a meal. So. For real, yeah, man. For real. <laughs> we can what, dine then. What are we talking about today? We are talking about something interesting. Yeah. So I came across this again on Instagram. <laughs> Shout out to a influencer called ZZ Mills. Zizi Mills. I haven't she, heard of Zizi Mills. You haven't heard of her? No. She is a YouTuber um, and she is a just an all-round influencer. Okay. So that's good. Um, young black lady doing her thing. Yep. She posted on her Instagram um, this report that was by... It was probably some, she says, somewhere like four o'clock in the morning. Okay. Or like one o'clock in the morning, something and like that. And she was up to it already. Um, and the report is from the House of Commons and the House of Lords. It's a joint committee on human rights. And the title of it is Black People, Racism and Human Rights. Uh-huh. This was published on the 4th of November. Yeah. So on the yeah. 4th of November, 2020. Yeah. And um, she pushed it and loads of people retweeted it. And I was like, oh, wow, this is an interesting document. Yeah. Let me let me try and give it a read. Okay. Gave it a read. I was like, oh, wow. Like it resonated so much with me because of the conversations we've had. Yes, yes. So a number of the stuff that, they, that we've mentioned in our episodes, I'm seeing in this report. Uh-huh. So I'm like, ah, uh, yep. I said that last week. Oh, we're, he said that. Oh, yeah, we point, said that. We are on point. So yeah, yeah. Okay. It's good, it good to hear it echo what we were saying yes. a number of times. So that yes. was really good. And as well as a lot of new things um, that it was pushing forward. So uh-huh. so I thought, hey, let's let's bring it to the table. Yeah. Let's bring it to the uh, other minds that are listening. Yes. And let's have a have a conversation. What's the so, title of this thing? It's called Black People, Racism and Human Rights. Uh-huh. It's the 11th report of season uh, 2019 to 2021. So. Okay. Okay. Joint Committee, House of Commons and House of Lords yeah. pushed it. 4th of November is printed. Yeah, all on I the same page. Extremely excited to hear this. Can I bust your bubble straight at the beginning? Go on. Yeah. This is like the fifth something report that people are bringing out and nothing is happening from them. So that's what I wanted. To, that's the reason why I liked it. <laughs> okay. Because it mentions, hey, yeah. this is this is a um, report that has been commissioned by Boris himself yeah, yeah. Um, and echoed through both the House of Commons and House of Lords. And repeatedly, it talks about how we don't want this to report to be another report. Okay. Because there are so many reports that this report quotes yes. and says, um, all of these reports that are taking place and not having any actions yeah, or yeah. not being followed through is what's leading to the kind of distaste that we have as black people mm-hmm. um, in regards to the government. Yes. Well, so it I kind like of that. like hits a bit on the aspect of uh, disconnected leaders, yeah. you know, it hints on um, people. What What is the other things that we've talked about? We talked about the elections. The how elections. We talked about how um way in which they can get us to people, to black people to vote is yes. to have automatic registration. Yeah. They mentioned it. So yeah. It sounded like they were quoting me, but they weren't. <laughs> you know, did great they, minds did think alike. Did, did, you, did you earn a little bit of that? Or, I didn't know. No. Did <laughs> <laughs> okay. What stood out for you? Loads of things. Yeah. Loads of things. If if we're cool, we're going to go through a little bit of it. 
All right. So if the listeners hear me turning pages and pages, you'll understand why. Um, it's 46 pages in total. Digital thing that we are doing. You've got it digital. I've page. got it printed. You yeah, know, yeah, old school yeah. vibe. Yeah. Um, and there's four things that it focused on. So let me just talk about the four things that it focused on. Go on. One is health. The second is criminal justice. The third is nationality and immigration. And the fourth is democracy. And I thought mm-hmm. that was really interesting. Um, <laughs> I like the way they ended with democracy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think it's in a, in a in an order of importance, but I just okay. think you know, okay, it was really good. But a number of the things, again, it's not it's not like they're saying something new, yeah, but they're reaffirming what we have said as black people throughout history. Sure, sure. Um, and I think that was important. That look, this report clearly says that something needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. this report shows that there have been many other reports. Mm-hmm. The focus is on action. Okay, don't just commission another report to be done give them action. And okay. the people who wrote that report are saying those exact same things mm-hmm. in the report. Mm-hmm. So that was dope. Now, let me let me use my word of the week last week. Go for it. Demography. Yep. How can we support the other demographies that are not black? Pick out some of the key factors that are in here mm-hmm. for them to understand or for them to resonate with what we are going to talk about. Now, can I... Yeah. Crash the plates. Go on, go on. The plates are spinning. Yeah. And we're keeping them up. <laughs> we'll and I'm going to crash them. I'm going to crash all of the plates. Because You're setting yourself what up, I loved you? about this report yeah. is what it says. Black people. Yes. Now, not one BAME, of the, I know that. No, not BAME. <laughs> not, uh, again, I have nothing against those um, yes. communities. And in many ways, if we get our rights, they get their rights also. Sure. But that has been historically what has took place. Yeah, you uh, black it on pe- this. We talked about it before. Yeah. Black people will rise up and say, look, we need justice. And then the other commun- communities will come on board and say, yep, we agree with you. Yeah. And therefore, everybody gets the justice rather than what's specific for black people. Uh-huh. And this report specifically talks about the black people. Yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. And it defines the black people in three ways. Black African, yeah. black Caribbean, and black other. Mm-hmm. Also included in Black Other is those of mixed heritage, so black and something else. And something else. Um, and they're all included. And throughout the report, they do mention other reports that kind of talk about the BAME community. Yes, yes. Um, but again, where appropriate, it's talking specifically and referring to the black people in this report. Uh-huh, okay. So that's good. That's dope. Go what's, on your, what's your thoughts on that so far? Well, actually, for me, the, the, the whole document was intriguing. You know? And why? Um, why it was intriguing is that it hit... A lot of nails on their head. Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately, as I continued reading, it kind of like zoned into one MP. And every time I was reading, I was just remembering, like, this is one of Dean's name. <laughs> yes. So the that MP that I quoted last week as yes. somebody who I get excited when I hear his voice or yes. whenever he speaks. Yes. Um was mentioned, was quoted a, a number of, of times. times. Yeah. Yes, I was like, okay, you know, definitely. So David, uh, David Lemmy, I think David is, Lemmy, yeah. yeah, David Lemmy quoted. But then the sad part that also pointed out, sorry, I might kind of like jump a little bit, is when Lemmy highlighted the disconnection. Yeah. By when uh, I think at one point they asked him the Lemmy, the Lemmy report, isn't it? Yeah. They asked him, oh, how many of the was it thirty five? Thirty five recommendations he had made in his report yeah. had been implemented. And uh, to date, I think it was last year, only six of the 35 had been Correct. touched on. And yet uh, the prime minister at some point came up and said 16 of them. Yeah. You know, And I'm like, okay, so this leader that is supposed to be pushing the whole thing is that far disconnected. 100%. You know, that he has to come back and retract 
And I'm like, that is a worry. He's aware of this that is there. He's aware of some of the things that have been generated and recommendations. Yeah. And yet he's not aware of how many of those have been. So if he's holding 16, yeah. how long is he going to hold, oh, we are doing a lot? Exactly. When actually nothing is happening. 100%. So these are some of the things that for me that really stood out. Anyway. So Boris. Boris. <laughs> so in the in the introduction, and so for, for listeners, if you're not a reader, which yeah. again, last week I proved that I can't read. <laughs> so I'm not going to read too much. Okay. Um, but what was really good is that they got a summary page. Yeah. And if you read the summary, it gives you a good overview of what they're talking about. So you mm-hmm. read the summary and you can, to some extent, say that the rest of the booklet is um, end notes okay. to some extent. Okay. And I don't say that in a disrespectful way. I just mean, if you read the summary, you'll get a good gist. They've, they've written it in such a way that you get a good, full understanding of what the report is actually but saying. But I think for me, the, the challenge with that is that when people read the summary, it will almost seem one-sided. Correct. I was going to come on to that later. Yeah, yeah go on. Yeah, no, go on. Yeah, you continue. No, you're, you're 100% right. Because I think as much as I was excited in reading this, yeah. we have to um, be honest with ourselves and those that made this report. Yes, yes. Now, there is a narrative which is trying to be played here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't mean played as in this a negative, but what I do mean is if you are black and you are reading this, you are going to read it a certain way. Yes, yes. There's a way in which they've quoted people and you're quoting people who stand, who are specifically black yeah. and you're quoting them in a good light and they're mm-hmm. speaking well. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yes. So for example, if I was to, um, if I was to ask you to comment on um, a moment in your life where you received a lot of hatred, mm-hmm. You may remember that moment and speak very aggressively sure. about it. And sure. if I quote you speaking aggressively, that helps my narrative. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If you were to, if you wasn't a person who's, you don't speak negative about things, you speak kind of positively. And I was to ask you, okay, speak about a time when you were offended. You may say, yeah, I was offended at this moment, but it was kind of my fault, blah, blah, blah. And I won't quote you because it doesn't help my narrative. Yeah. Does that yeah, make sense? Yeah. yeah. So we have to be honest with this report. There is, it does seem to be, have a narrative that they're trying to play out, a story that they're trying to play out. Yes, we agree that there is racism that exists, mm-hmm. inequalities and things of that nature. Yeah. But we have to be honest when we talk. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, so in, in kind of like reading it, um, I noticed those evident, I don't want to say biases, but kind of ways in which they're trying to lean in and, and sit forward and yeah. get us to hear things. Okay. So we do have to be honest. So I guess, right, if, I don't know how much more time Let's we're going to... Let's dig into it. Let's dig, dig into dig, it because we are introducing it for 10 years. Okay. We are trying to justify it. That's it? fine. So let me talk about <laughs> Boris because you mentioned Boris. I mentioned Boris. So um, in the context, we talk about George, George Floyd's death mm-hmm. in America had a huge impact globally. Yes. Had an impact here. Therefore, we had things like the hashtag Black Lives Matter. Yeah. The organization in America and as well as that hashtag being spread throughout England, mm-hmm. UK. Yes, yes. We also had um, some Black Lives Matter kind of protests in the UK. Yeah. So in light of the protests, in light of George Floyd, um, as a response to the Black Lives Matter um, movement and the protests on the 15th of June, Boris, the Boris, the guy with the ridiculous <laughs> hairstyles and terrible our dress. Our Prime Minister. Sense, our Prime Minister. Let me, let show me him give respect him and honour and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, said it is not... There is no use just saying that we have made huge progress in tackling racism. There is much more that we need to do. And we will. He's saying that he will. Okay. 
even though you just realize how he talks about how the Lemmy report and all these sort of things, and he's not really, yes, has yes. no idea what's, yeah, really, going what's on. really going on. He says we need to do more. Yeah. It is time for a cross-governmental commission, which is great, mm-hmm. um, to look in look at all the aspects of inequality in employment, in health outcomes, in academic um, kind of studies, understanding things of that nature, and all other works of life. So it's interesting that he's the one who's saying that he needs to do this, but I wonder how many of the actual reports that are already out there and have already been done and commissioned by other people he's actually read and he's actually adhering to. Mm -hmm. But anyway, he kind of pushed it. (laughs) It did. And he talks about the scope. We talk about the language. Again, I talked about it earlier by BAME community and this, that and the other, but we're focusing on the black community in specifics. Talks about human rights and the rule of law. And it talks about um, Equality Act. 2010 talks about the UN convention and the elimination elimin, elimination of all Here forms of reading. racial discrimination. Yeah, you can tell you could turn on trying to read it. Go on. I've got my glasses on this time, so really, have, I, I got no excuse yeah, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, I can see you through them. <laughs> uh, the right to family <laughs> life, <laughs> the right to a fair trial, the right to life, all of these um human rights laws and that we should be governed by. Mm-hmm. Um, it's saying, look, in light of all of these things that we should be governed by are black people specifically being honoured by all these things that we're declaring that they should be honoured by. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. What's, what was your opinion as you read it? What, um, what, what kind of affiliation did you have to it? I think for me, any? my affiliation was one of affirmation and all joy that potentially the more this is spread out, the more people understand. Remember not so long ago, I said um, the British racism or the British um, challenges with the black people. Yeah is very, very, is is masked by our politeness. 100%. Yeah? 100%. And because it's masked by our politeness, a lot of people struggle to even acknowledge that it is there. Yeah. You know, the disparities in hospitals, the disparities in the criminal justice system, you know, all these things. Because it doesn't, but also I will I will also highlight, I was one, of, I, not so long, uh, a few episodes ago, I also talked about that I have yet to, I am yet to be stopped by a policeman in the car and I'm driving, Correct. you know, and I acknowledge that. But that does not mean that I have not experienced so much of the pressures around in terms of that racial bias. Yeah, 100%. Yeah? So it, there is a lot that is happening that if someone is continuously driving in my car, they'll say, but you've never been stopped. I have never been stopped by police. I have been looked at in ways where I'm like, okay, this is maybe my time, yeah? Yeah. And you're like, whoa, policeman looks at you and they slow down a bit and they're like, okay, you know? But I have never been stopped, you know? And all those things really then culminate to this. When I read this, I was like, this is where I feel I am in the statistics, in the ratios and whatever. I am there. So, and and I'd echo that because even though... I drive, but I don't drive often. True. I don't have my own vehicle at the moment. Mm-hmm. And I've never been stopped by a police. Mm-hmm. A police has smiled at me in the car opposite me, yeah. but I've never been stopped by a police. <laughs> and yet I still feel a um, an ill towards police. Yes. Like I feel yes. like they they already assume that I'm going to do evil or do sure, wrong. Sure, sure. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's, that's really important to know. It's not just the fact that you've not, okay, someone's saying, oh, the police aren't bad. Why are you saying that? Oh, because you've never been stopped by a police. No, that's not the point. Yes, that does a credit. That does that is a a numbers game. If you want to yes, talk a numbers yes, game, mm-hmm. but it's not just about a numbers game. It's how I feel as a human being, Should as I a black it, let individual. Me, I think while you're talking, I came up. I started realizing that it is the post-traumatic syndrome that is going through us, gene- through okay. our, you know, genetic through line. Our, yeah, through our genetic line. 
or through because through our history 100% you know our generations are experience or are carrying the post traumatic experiences of our the generations so many people say that is literally in our dna you know yeah? um and I'm, 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 I'm not saying i agree with that but what mm-hmm. i'm saying is i have such an affiliation to yes. when i see slavery films when i see atrocities happening to specific black people yeah I feel emotionally connected to that. Yes. Does that yes. make sense? Yeah. Um, and it's not for other people who's of other races to say, oh, that, but that's not true. That's not genuine. You can't like sustain yeah, that. But if I put it's it, it's a reality. If I put it generally in, for example, even if you don't support football yep. and the World Cup is on and England is playing and then they get thrashed or then they go out again on those penalties, you get that disappointment. You're not a football player. You're not whatever. But 100%. because you're attached to England, you have that connection. So this is us. Where 100%. our experiences, yes, we have been first-hand experiences, but also we have a lot of baggage behind us that has not been first-hand experience. But because it's a generational experience, when one small thing triggers, it comes into us and it continues nourishing those seeds of doubt with the rest of the world. And and just to quote, because Clearview, so Clearview are the people who did the, the study. Yes. Um, and they said the exact same thing as what you're saying and I'm saying. So from the interviews that they did and they held, they got a sense that for some people, it was direct experiences of their life that made them feel this way. Sure. Same thing that we're saying. Yes. But not just that. For others, it was the stories they heard from others in the community. Yes, yes. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I hear stories of by... Um, the Teddy Boys and what they used to do to people around around Gloucester in this area and things of that nature. Heard about the skinheads and this, that, and the other. And the racism that was experienced by my father's generation. Yeah. Like there's some of these, there's some one individual who was extremely popular in this city mm-hmm. um, for what they do. Yeah. And um, anyone that is above the age of 40, probably 45, would tell me about many times when he was racial, he was so aggressively racist towards people mm-hmm. of color. Um, and they could tell you stories for days. Yeah. And yet that person is seen by the community at large, the city of Gloucester, as someone who is um brings joy and happiness in this, that, and the other. Yes, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, I just think it's interesting. This, man. This it's interesting. Let's pull out some points. Let's pull out some points. All right. Um, let's go for the what's the first thing? Because we're talking about narrative. Yeah. So in section two, the first on page eight, it talks about point 15. We were clear at the outset that a primary interest in undertaking this inequality or this inquiry, look at my, look at my reading, man. (laughs) Dean, why on earth did you decide to read? (laughs) It was better. This is a better way to understand how black people felt their human rights were protected in comparison to white people. So that's the narrative they're trying to push. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In comparison to black people and white people, the, how do we feel around human rights? Yes. Are we being believed? Yes. Or not believed? Uh-huh. So therefore, and therefore, we talk. Well, anyway, go for it. This digital thing, which page are you on? On page 10. Ah, While well, we are trying to do this digital thing, and yet we are not editing these things. Okay, let me see if I can pull out page 10. Um, or for me, should I pull out something that really caught my mind? Well, anything. Yeah, just go, just go for anything. Okay. Um, I really wanted to talk about the criminal justice system. Okay. Okay. And I'm not going to read directly, but I'm going to say That's exactly fine. what it means. Um. First things that really stood out is the female and male perspectives around the, you know, their awareness or their belief in uh, whether they're going to be treated right, they're going to be whatever. You know, so our women 
yep. have got the least faith in our police to treat them right. Which is mind-blowing. Yes. I would think it was black men that would uh-huh. be like, oh, wow, look, at the, look what they treated to you us. You see, this is Go where, on. and then for me, I started asking myself why. Yeah. And then my summary, okay, my internal summary was because our black men have started becoming more resilient or they've developed a skin. Okay, that thicker skin. To, a thicker skin that they're able to voice and challenge. Yeah. In that moment, even when they're not being treated equally, they're more able to voice and challenge. And like, nah, they stand up, almost stand up for themselves because they've had a lot of interaction. 100%. Yeah. And because of this, our black men now are almost, they, start, they are starting to feel their voices slightly being heard when they interact with the criminal system. So I would say, I would, I would echo and agree with you. I, I'd word it like this, that it's as though black people, f- specifically men, yeah. feel the strength they need to pres- they need to show when police are around. Yes. Does that yes. make sense? Uh-huh. Whereas women will say, look at the injustice, look at the injustice. The, the black men would say, okay, bring on the injustice. Bring on the injustice. Man's ready for that. That's you get it. me? Yes. Like, uh-huh. okay, swing on my swing. Like, yeah. Yeah. And which is a problem, which then again compounds the issue that then we are manhandled. Another statistic that was brought out, I can't remember which page, was that we, especially the youth, yeah, the youth at a higher risk, black youth at a higher risk of being taken down the violent route, yeah. the whatever route, yeah. you know, in the black population than the white youth. And yet the percentage of their, the percentage of the black youth was like 4%. Yeah. You know, and you're like 4%, but a third of them are going through the experience. Yeah. A third of the criminal justice system in the youth is going through the experience and they're black. You're like a population that only holds 4% of the entire population is holding a third of the criminal justice system in the youth. That's crazy. Yeah, 100%. There was, there was other things that came out. So yes. again, for the listeners, apologies if it sounds like we're going back and forth, but this is what this report did. It yes, does, you know yes, what I mean? It does, exactly. In any, any general discussion, you're going to have this. So listeners, I would encourage you to go and find this report. A quick Google search, go onto the Parliament web webpage and you can find it and download it yourself. Yeah. Anyway, going forward. Do you forward, want to repeat the heading? <laughs> uh, yeah, the heading again is Black People, Racism and Human Rights. And it was uh, printed on the 4th of November, 2020. So you'll be able to find it. It's really easy. Um, we talk about percentages. Yes. Now... Again, we have to be honest. Yeah, yeah we have to be yeah, honest. Yeah. So as much as I really enjoyed reading this and there's yeah. so many things that I agree with, there are some things that, again, we have to address. Yes. So we talked about percentages, specifically around those, we're talking about criminal justice system, those mm-hmm. who died in custody. Yeah, yeah. Now, it said that there was, I think it was, forgive me if it's wrong, but 17% um, of those that came into the... Um, Police custody and died were black. Were black, yeah. So that made me feel like, oh, why? That's, that's a large number. Yeah. And then we went to the nitty gritty. And I believe, don't quote me if I'm wrong, I think it's April 2019 to um, 2020, there was 19 deaths. 14 of those deaths were white people. Yeah. So deaths in custody. 14 in custody. of them mm-hmm. out of the 19 for that space of time were white. Three of them was black. Yes. And they were saying, so if you if you were to give it like on the face value, okay, out of these 19, there was three that were killed mm-hmm. or died in police custody in that police were black. Custody that were black, yeah. And that's not to dis, like anyone that has had anyone that has died in police custody, I'm not disrespecting them or like rest in eternal peace from, from me. But when we talk about numbers, it sounds like they're trying to make it sound a lot more than it really was. Sure, sure. Now, 
anyone that dies in police custody needs there needs to be justice for them depending on what has took place. Yes. But three in comparison to 14 that were white, in comparison to 19 that had died in that space of time, sounds like there's a narrative that you're trying to paint. That you're trying to paint, yeah. Um, and there's no denial in that, but mm-hmm. I mean, it's still true, but I think, I think, I think the challenge, the challenge, that, was. the challenge that people need to be aware of is not just the ratio between what is happening on ground, but the ratio between what's happening encompassing the general population. Because if you look at the three, if the black community is taking up 2% of or, yeah. the full population or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah? 3.3%. 3, 3, 3, 3.3% if I'm yeah. trying to get closer to the accurate number. Yeah. If, if that's taking up 3.3% and yet of the criminal justice system, yeah, in those, that ratio you're saying 17% yeah. is dying. Which means there is, there, yeah. there is that there, that is a problem because from a small catchment area, a big consequence is occurring in one sector. I'll give yeah. you another example. Still full population, 3.3, 3.4 something percent of blacks. Yes. But if you look at the maternity, um, mortality. That was another one, yeah. Yeah. That one is another one in there. Out of the 10, seven, was it seven or eight? Yeah. Were black. Yeah. And you're like, that is scary. Yeah, 100%. And again, we, we're not playing a numbers game to paint a picture. That's not true. Like, no. It is true that these numbers of people died in these situations. But I think it's just very clear that we have to say, look, what are we going to do about it? And, there's, and again, in the back of the report, there are actions and suggestions that they yes, are demanding yes. for. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope, fingers crossed, that things will take place. And what's interesting is that I put a, on Facebook... Our local MP, Richard Graham, shout yeah, out to him again. Yeah. I always shout out to him. Um, <laughs> the one that you feel is disconnected. That's correct. I sent I sent him on his own Facebook page um, a copy, the front page of this, this report. And I said, what are you going to do for in response to this report yeah. locally? Mm-hmm. Thinking that he's not going to respond in it. But yeah. he did. And okay. I don't know if it was him specifically, if it was one of his representatives, or if it was just a bot. His office did. Someone, rep- it might have just been a bot, to be honest. <laughs> and it sounded like a genuine statement. Oh, if you are a constituent, please email. Yeah. <laughs> and then I responded, yes, I did email. Yes. And I've also invited you on the podcast. It's uh-huh. not the other. Yeah. I'm waiting for a response. <laughs> he could at so least- he's still disconnected because if it's just a bot, if you are, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you asked specifically, what are you going to do in this? In our constituent, oh my constituent about this and then he's asking if you are the real question is I should send him another uh, message just a random thing just talk yeah. about like apples and pears and stuff <laughs> and see if it's the exact same response because if it's are the same response it's electrical yeah like he's, he's you know he's, he's playing he's a game being, he's being efficient bless him um, <laughs> some of the on. things we see in this document yeah. page uh, 10.21 talks about other key findings from the pollings and then when it was asked and um, what do you think could be done um, to show all the impact of black people in human rights, this and the other, there was three that came to the top. Yeah, uh, Three were that we had more black leaders in decision-making roles. Mm-hmm. As something to be done. Yes. Yes. Has that happened? Yes, last week, um, was it last week? Anyway, in our previous episode, we were talking about the fact that we are lacking people in these positions. There is not enough people in this position. 100%. So yeah. you're talking about the criminal justice system. Yeah. So we need more black judges, black lawyers, black police officers, mm-hmm. black people on the ground. Mm-hmm. And there needs to be, I'm not saying it needs to be a quota, that like you need to have 40% of black sure, officers, sure. but they need to show proof that they are trying to get more black um, police officers. 
Mm-hmm. I think, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that's what the report says. So do you think, let me, let me flip this Go on the it. head. Let me point to us. Yeah. You could. So if I point to us, what, are we doing enough or are we eroded too much to present ourselves for these things? Because potentially we also, you know, the whole thing of, ah, I'm not going to talk to the police. I'm going to try that and avoid the policeman. If we are all, I'm going to try and avoid the policeman. We are not going to get enough speakers to face the policemen and talk about these things. So, so are we, this population that is being in this situation, are we doing enough to say, oh, by the way, we went, you recruited, I still came, everyone came, and out of the majority of the the people you interviewed, there was the, you know, BEM, now let me try to include everyone. Yeah. There was the BEM, and yet you still picked out, you know, <laughs> someone that was not, and that is repeating. Are we doing enough? Are we representing? Because like, for example, if I go back to the criminal justice system, yeah, one of our biggest challenges within ourselves, we've all almost accepted and we even train our our young ones, yeah. avoid, avoid, avoid. Instead of, instead, of, yeah. instead of interact and engage and try and put your, the point forward. Does that make sense? 100%. Are true. So with us saying avoid, 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 how many of us are going to want to be like, actually, I'm now striving to be a policeman? No, that's no. This is this is a thing. In the conclusion and the recommendations, it says the exact same th- exact same thing as what okay. you're saying. Mm-hmm. In point eleven of the recommendations, it says the police must also set a target to increase the number of black police officers and publish the percentage of black police officers in each force online. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if we were to have that, I think it would show something. Yes. But it's also not only should they try and. Um, send out applications and receive applications from everything, they should do more. Mm-hmm. So what I mean is rebrand. Yeah, yeah. So have a campaign a campaign that specifically is targeting black um, community to have more officers from their community. Does sure. that make sense? Yes. So whether it's um, black police officers on Coronation Street, EastEnders, these shows, whether it's um, having real cool, um, the BBC could do like a real interesting documentary or whatever yeah, yeah. showing black um, police officers or it's just like just changing the campaign the idea behind yes, it yes um they did this for cigarettes in the uh, way back in what the 50s 40s whatever it was to make cigarettes popular mm-hmm. they just need to do the same thing with police market it to the black community yes. to have us to i think bring the, us in. the aspect of rebranding is important you know yeah. but it needs to be really looked at with a clear view eye. I'll give you an example, yeah? Go for it. There is a lot of times when people try to provide that inclusion, yeah. and even in trying to provide that inclusion, they don't see the benefit, or they don't implement the benefits of putting people in the right positions. I'll tell you, first, there is the army uh, adverts, you see, you know, uh, during the TA, this and that, you know, kind yeah. of become. And... On most of them, whenever I watch, you know one thing that sticks in my mind? What's that? Yes. Oh, I've seen a black person. Oh, I've seen a black person. Yeah. But all the th- positions that seem prestigious are being occupied in the advert are being occupied by the whites. Yeah, that's correct. You know? And then I'm like, ah, okay, is that is that my position? And I'm, I'll give an example. There is, um, well, there was one of these adverts where uh, a lady is coming and flying. I'm like, big up, they represented the ladies and is flying one of these jets, yeah? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, that's a white lady. Okay, but in in the same in the <laughs> yeah, whole thing, yeah. I'm like that. Those are the prestigious things where you could isn't there someone you know if you're really trying to rebrand, yeah, you know, have an equal balance 
of those prestigious positions being represented by, you know, so that I also feel, okay, bring two planes, yeah. you know, so that one is black, one is white. No, no, <laughs> so no, no like, I 100% get what you're saying. Because then I will, my little one, when they're watching that advert, they'll be like, you know what? I want to fly for the army. And the reason why you say that is because oftentimes it's an unconscious bias that we may yes. have. We're unconsciously thinking that the person in power, the pr- person in prestige position has to be of a particular race. Yes. And the way you do that is intentionally rebranding, intention, uh-huh. be intentional with what you're doing. Because the question really is for those people who are doing things like that, for the advertisers, are they intentionally making those prestige positions for white people? For white people, yeah. yeah. And that's why I'm saying it needs to be, with the branding, it needs to be with an open eye. Yeah, 100%. You know, clear eye to say, but we are intentionally trying to target this. Yes, it might not be necessarily what is on the ground right now because it's not. You're yeah. not going to say, oh, by the way, let's go capture all the CEOs and we shall get half of them <laughs> yeah, yeah. because it's not. Yeah. But if you're in the branding state and you're trying to target these people, give them the ability to believe that they can attain these positions. Yeah. So that when I'm going in and I'm signing in and I'm first cadet on my first signature and you're going to make me walk the, run the mud, I still have the faith that I'm going to target to be the leader and I'm going to work on my merits so that I can be there. But if you don't give me that belief, then the generations are going to go past and past. Yes, there'll be one person who will go and join the tier because life is squeezing me or whatever, yeah. and they will go and do that. Yeah, of course, yeah. But without the need, without the aspirations to progress, and even if the position comes in, blah, because they don't believe that is their seat. No, 100%. No, I get that. Yeah, and this is the thing that they're, with police rebranding, yes, police rebranding, and okay, how are they going to brand for them to make me feel that actually, oh, son, go interact with the policeman. Go tell him your problem. Rather than thinking by the time you go tell him your problem, you're going to end up being arrested. Yeah. Because those are the rhetorics we have. So so it's not, and again, this rebranding idea is not, it needs to be a whole system. Yes. So it's not just, okay, let's have three video campaigns or social media campaigns and in a year's time, everything will be better. Sure. No, it's, 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 it's something that they need to think about the long term. What is the next 10 years going to be for us to focus on getting more black people specifically or the black community specifically into the police force yes. to work and up, up and down the police force. Down the police force. Um, there needs to be intention. It has to be a long-term thought. Yep, yep. And it has to be like what this whole report is about is um, it has to be, it's a commission that has to be done at, at both parties, across parties. So it's mm-hmm. not just about Labour screaming because we're Labour's in power yes. or conservatives because conservatives are in power. It's about it happening throughout, both Through, of them uh, agreeing to it and saying, look, let's put things in place for the next 10 years or however long yeah. it needs to be. And because these things do not, they don't have a boundary between whether it's Labour, conservatives, whatever. No, these things float throughout. Yeah. You know, if you want constituent members to vote for conservatives, black or white, whatever, doesn't matter. But sometimes you see depending on who commissioned this report. So yes. this, this report was commissioned by Boris. Boris, Boris is a conservative yep. individual. Yep. He re- represents conservative to party. So unless Labour says, okay, we're adhering to it as well. Labour commissioned a few as well, the, the ones that have been mentioned. But this is the issue. If the, if Labour are commissioning stuff and then Conservative are commissioning stuff, it's not about different parties commissioning it. Yeah, it's yeah. about doing what the reviews the have reviews been said. The reviews are saying, yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And we don't need um, different parties to get over political about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, this was an R report because it was from the conservatives. Yeah, yeah. It's not about that. It's saying, look, these are the issues. Let's deal with the issues. Let's deal with the issues. It's not about, okay, can I put a red rose on it or can I put 
a blue tree. What's yeah. the blue? What's, I don't so, know what the conservative anyway, so like, in logo short, is. <laughs> Boris Johnson should not go out and say 16 recommendations have been fulfilled when only six. He needs Correct. to be aware of the Correct. system so that he knows and comes and says, by the continuity of this, this is what we have managed to achieve. 100%. And just to tag on to what you said previously, even though we're talking about um, the criminal justice system, yeah. it also adheres to when it talks about democracy. Mm-hmm. So voting. So we previously talked about, I think it's last month, last yeah, week, sorry, yeah. last episode about um, last episode, does the yeah. black vote matter? Yes. They're saying in this report, the same exact thing. Like Lord Woodley says, part of the problem is that we have hundreds of thousands of young people, particularly black and minority ethnic people who still see our institutions, particularly the police department, which you were just talking about, as against us and not for us. Yeah. Yeah. You hear that? So mm-hmm. they do not see the poli- the policies of central and local government working for us. So they say to me, or say to themselves, why bother? Why engage in this rigid system? Why vote? Yeah. So it's huge in terms of the, the people who are on average are turning out. So they say that 25% of black people in Britain do not vote. Mm-hmm. And yet nationally, the average is 17%, is 17%. of people. Do you know what I mean? Yes. We've got the questions, man. <laughs> There's plenty of questions. Yeah. But for me, what I want us to be able to do, how do we grow with the organizations that are trying to implement these things so that we nourish them? Because no matter how much they try to reach out, yeah, yeah if we are not prepared or if we are not ready to welcome and embrace and support, it's like going to fight a war in the bush and you don't know about the bush and you're trying to save that person and the person is running away from you. Yeah. They know the terrain. 100%. And if they're not helping you, it's going to be harder for you to support them. That's why I'm saying we, the black generation, or we, the black group, need to be able to welcome, support, and also tailor our support for these organizations to show that we are going to be able to change or we are going to be able to be engulfed into the systems that you're trying to implement so that we can be successful. Does that make sense? But if more and more... We fight it through, I'll give an example, yeah? The criminal justice system, I'll go back again. You know, London criminal justice system or the London area. There is a lot of challenges with the black groups because a lot of them are in prisons, a lot of them are, you've got a criminal record and all that. Why? Because within our society, we have a lot of problems around, how should I put it? Around single mothers. Yep, that's definitely And I've picked very critically not single parent, single mother. Yeah. Because so many of us fathers fail to fight to be in the lives of our children. So just, I don't forget your point. Yeah. I just want to, because whenever I hear the word single mother, mm-hmm. um, I always like to say, what do you mean by that? So when I, when I specifically, when I picture someone who's a single mother, are we saying that a mother who is not with her partner, because that's a single mother, yeah, yeah. what do we mean a mother who is raising her child on our own. That is it. So the second See? the second version that so we quickly, we as the men, the black men, okay? Yep, specifically. Hist- yep. Specifically, we've historically really relinquished our responsibilities. And because, okay, we separated somehow the judicial justice system, this is another topic for another day, has been more inclined towards the woman, the mother, have the children. 100%. Yeah. yeah. And then the man, you get supervised visits. And all that business. Yeah? Like, and then you start losing connection with the children. Yeah. yeah 100%. And then all of a sudden the mother starts raising. So within our generations, we talk a lot about, or within our groups, I think 
this generation of ours right now, yeah, I think we are really at the core of changing that. That we're starting to really respect the fact that I need to be in my life, the life of my children. 100%, yeah. You know? Whereas if you look at just below us, you know, yeah. the, the parents that are now 50s, 60s, or, you know, or even late 40s, most of them are like, ah, I'll send them a gift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you me? yeah you know, Instead of, no, I need to see, you know, two, three, four times I'm working, I'm doing whatever, but I also need to 100%. be, you know, I need to have a crib that is suitable for my children so that when they come visiting me, they are coming and they're feeling at home. 100%. These are the things that we need to also start welcoming into our lives yeah. so that when we are getting that additional support, we as a system our children are not intentionally going, oh, by the way, let me go out and let me put a knife in my pocket and go out with a knife. I 1,000% agree with you. I think a lot of the issues we see in society is from a broken home. Yeah. I think that's the foundation. If you have a, and that's not the only thing that goes wrong, because you can have a mother and a father in a home um, and still have a child that is wayward and does a lot of criminal activities and things of that nature. So, So that's not the only issue, but I do think a healthy household has a whole lot, the children, children from a healthy household who has both parents who love them and show them consideration, um, has a lot better chance. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whole mm-hmm. lot better chance. Mm-hmm. Okay. But you see, with that opportunity, with that opportunity being there, yeah, yeah, we need to be able to recognize and change within us so that we are able to kind of like give room for growth. Because if we don't change within us, if our women do not, our women, when they get bitter, they get really bitter. You know, I'm, I'm going to put it out there. Yeah, our our women are... I'm glad you, you boldly say that. I will boldly say our women have, when they get a black spot, that black spot is more than a black hole. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, well, yeah. it's like you don't have any room for maneuver. And then you're like, okay, I'm now staying back. And like, yeah, he doesn't care. He doesn't. You're like, no, but I tried a little bit. You know, this is how I tried it. And you, I, I felt I was sinking and there was no room for me. You know, this is our women. So as much as women keep saying, oh, but our men keep leaving us to become single mothers. Actually, you are the culprits because our women don't have the patience of saying, yes, I'm going to hand the children to you. And then you're going to welcome, let's be amicable between us in front of the children and all this. And yep. They proper kick you out and put a second door, a third door. <laughs> on the household (laughs) that you can't even go in. So are you you saying this from a perception or from things that you've seen? Reality check. Right around us. Right around us. That's good. You know, this is where our problem is. These these are things. So although we talk about, oh, by the way, broken homes, or we talk about, oh, fathers not being in the children's lives, we also have to talk about our women. Because when it comes to, oh, by the way, we are no longer feeling each other, but we have two children, we have to do whatever. Yeah. Our women fight so much to protect the children and like, brilliant, but I'm also fighting to protect the child. 100%. You know? And then it ends up that, okay, you've got custody, you've got whatever. So how can, why can't we develop that custody so that if you've got full custody, why can't you give me the room for me to grow to all of a sudden be part of my children's lives that the judge said only once a day, once a week. And then we work on it and we say, together we can go back and say, hey, by the way, let the man have it two days a week. Let so to, because uh, over time. That talks that talk about maturity and seeing the greater goal in all of this. Sure. So two people who have separated, again, I can use myself as an example. If if me and the mother of my kids have the desire to have a better future for our children, yeah. even though we're separate, 
with that end goal, we can work together. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If 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 ego gets involved and it's oh, this person's dating this person, oh, I'm angry about that, or I've still got bitterness because we've broken up and this mm-hmm. or resenting this person or resenting that person, then the end goal is not our children. The end goal is me trying to get one over on one you over or you, you trying to get uh-huh, one over on me. Uh-huh. And oftentimes children are What's in the used? middle. Yeah. yeah. We're used to, oh, you only see them once now. You only yes. see the kids twice this week or, yeah. oh, and give like, me more money what is or this, the that, the other. Yeah, what is correct. the purpose of this? Our relationship, emotional growth is still very young. Yeah, correct. And we need to, this is why I'm saying we need to internally look to support, solve these problems because these reports will come out. They will correct. come and say, by the way, give people, give families uh, places where the children can go play, give families whatever so that they are out of, you know, they don't have to make mistakes and go into prisons and all that and all that. Yep. And then they'll give there, and then the man will be, oh, but he was supposed to see the man or the man is taking him to, now I'm going to say the child is sick. Yeah, exactly. And you end up depriving the child of the opportunity to interact and have those social, oh, let's go just glamping or whatever it, they call it. <laughs> glamping, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Camping with a proper Camping shower, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? Good stuff. Uh, all these things. So internally, we also need to look at it and say, why are we disconnected? Or why do we continuously build the wall that once in a while tries to be broken down? We put it up yeah. by telling our children, don't go to the policeman. Yeah. Because you'll end up being arrested. Well, that's, that's oftentimes, historically tells us, that has been the issue. That in the has case. been the issue, yes. So even if a, a white individual has done me wrong, yes. I won't call the police because uh-huh. in when the police come, he's probably going to be a white guy. Yeah. He's not going to ask me what happened. He's going to go straight to the white guy and say what happened. What happened? The white guy's going to uh-huh. be able to tell his story first uh-huh. and change the narrative. Yes. This, that, and the other, I don't trust him. But the more we talk about this, the more we put it out, then the policeman becomes more conscious yeah. of the fact that who am I going to fast? Yeah. And what is the right process to approach? So we hope that in talking about it and them getting trained appropriately, that the right thing will happen. Let me right. use an example that happened today. Yeah. In my workplace, we had um, an incident where a black lady spoke to a white individual, white man, and said to him, um, is this happening because I'm black and you're white? Are you doing things because of COVID, blah, 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 this, that, and the other? Are you mm-hmm. doing it because, are you able to do that because you're white and I can't do it because I'm black? Is that mm-hmm. the issue? Mm-hmm. And then people told me that story and said, oh, she's racist. And I don't know if you're going to get what I'm trying to say here, but oftentimes, by you highlighting something, oh, is that racism? Yes. You're seen as being in error. Yeah, yeah. Well, she's not in error just because she thinks she's she's bold enough to ask the question, is Mm -hmm. it because Mm -hmm. I'm black? And you see, this is where, not so long ago, a few episodes episodes ago, even last episode, you talked about the fact that people need to learn to respect the feelings of the black person without simply starting to tag or resist. Because you don't know the pain that each person goes through. 100%. You don't know how, when I say hello, how does that impact you? So if you come and tell me about that, by you saying it the way you said it, it offends me. Or are you saying it, I also talked about, are you giving me the opportunity because I'm black? You know, we have this, all these seeds. But if someone develops the confidence enough to come and ask plainly, is they're putting the platform, let's talk about this. Correct. Be conscious. Be conscious of what you're doing because it brings that into our into play. Rather than someone saying, Oh, now you're being you're bring up the ratio. I'm bring up the ratio because it plays a lot. It's very 100%. close to me. <laughs> and, and, and I think a lot of white people, not again, not to disrespect them in any way, shape, or form, didn't even need to say that. Yeah. Um <laughs> oftentimes feel a discomfort mm. about talking about race. Mm-hmm. And it should be like an everyday conversation to some extent. Yes. Like there sh- and even this report. Me pushing it forward, 
our MP's white. I want to know what is his response to this. Yes. If his response is nothing, then I've got an issue because I'm a black individual and I want to see what's your response your to response this report. To this? Yeah. Not what's your response to make me feel happy, enjoy, and glad as a black person. No, what's your response to this report? Because mm-hmm. this report is important to me. And we yeah. all have our own um, gripes and things that we we hold dear. Yes. Like if I if I was in a gun club um, and I went and shot like fake, what do they call them? fake birds all the day, oh, yeah, all day yeah. long. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to ask a question about the birds. There shouldn't be nothing wrong with that. No. This is what's important to me. I'm a black individual. Answer me. I'm a Trevor constituent. Noah, Trevor Noah said something that I found very, very interesting. Okay. Someone asked him what he would transfer from South Africa to America. Okay. On one of his shows. So Trevor Noah, host of um, The Daily Show. Now, the moment daily social distancing show. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so he's he's holding that. And then someone comes and asks him, what would you bring from South Africa to America? And you know one of the things they say? The freedom to freely speak about the injustices, the racial disparities, the whatevers, and just the race aspect. Because why people get discounted, why quotes, quotes, like you say, white people get uncomfortable when we start talking about this because yep. there is not enough conversation around it to desensitize them enough to give them the opportunity to openly give their views. You know? Yeah, 100%. They talk, I'm telling you the truth, I've experienced where I've walked in and people have gone, Ooh. I'm like, guys, why have you get people quiet? And then you start, oh, you've been talking about race. Yeah. Let's continue talking about race. Yeah, you know? exactly. I'm not exactly. kind yeah. of, why are you keeping quiet all of a sudden? You know? So between, because it's all white people around, they are comfortable. Yeah. As soon as I make my presence, no, whoa. like, whoa, you know, why are you talking? Maybe this is the opportunity to say, oh, by the way, from your side, how is it? Because you yeah. are talking about the young children, you know, a 14-year-old teaching a 14-year-old what sex is all about. It's useless. Yeah. But then if you get someone who's going to try and be as open-minded as possible to join the conversation, which means a grown-up coming and telling the children, oh, by the way, sex is about this and this and that, they're going to benefit. So me who's feeling the racial injustices if you put me in a position where I think I try to have such an open mind about it, because one, it gives me a platform to educate. Two, it gives me a platform to voice what my feelings are so that people better understand my position, you know, but also it gives me a chance to understand systems that I need to under, to conform to. 100%. Or support change. So if you come and tell me, oh, by the way, well, how comes you guys always bring up rest? It's because I'm always thinking the policeman is going to stop me. <laughs> As simple as that. <laughs> Why am I always thinking about well, it? Because it's always, because it's always, it's on, always my mind. on my mind. Yeah. Because this is yeah. like, ah, so next time I'm in driving in the car, when I've got you as my passenger, I also need to start thinking, is that policeman going to stop me? Then, when the next time they stop it, like, why did you actually stop it? Is it because I've got my friend, black friend next to me? Correct. You know? And then all of a sudden, I've got another champion of the whole process. Correct. So giving us that opportunity to discuss openly and feeling comfortable. In a sense, we need to desensitize our white friends, our white colleagues, on their abilities to talk about race. 100%. And then they will know that, oh, by the way, why is it that in this day and age, MPs and whatever feel comfortable enough to come and say, oh, we don't really understand why the mortality rate, the maternity mortality rate is, is high, but it's also still increasing. Correct. Only for the blacks. And you're like... What do you mean you don't really know why? You know, there is some underlying the polite racism that is happening. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. You get me? The polite racism. The polite racism. This, this, let me break it down. So the polite racism is this, specifically in the context of um, maternal women yeah. who are given birth and are dying. Mm-hmm. A white lady may come in and say, oh, she's, um, hey, that black woman's 
like ringing the bell saying, oh, I need some help. I need some help. Yes. And the white people are thinking, oh, that black woman's strong. I'll just go to someone else first. Um, yes. She can wait. She can wait. And that is, that's that polite racism that we're referring to because you're thinking you're doing a, a good thing. Oh, she's strong. Yes. She's black. Yes. I'll go to her last. You've racially put You've raci- me. Exactly. <laughs> you get me? And I'm, this is our challenge. This is this is where you're like, okay, how fast enough? One of the recommendations in there was the fast that the fact that people need to quickly respond to even. 100%. I'll give you. So when my first one was being born, yeah, I called and said, hey, this was coming like two o'clock in the morning. I'm like, you know, my other half is going into labor. You know, my other half, I have all the faith in her strength. So when I decide, okay, by the way, I'm calling, it's because now we feel we need some medical assistance. Do you know what they told us? Oh, put her in the bath or whatever. I'm like, we've yeah. just been doing that. You yeah. know, we've been at this. So know? so was was this, was she um, dilated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so I'll give you a brief story about, I'm like, we've been at this. So she's been in the bath. I'm like, oh, okay, okay. Uh, hold up. So try to whatever, do massage business and all that. I'm like, okay. We have been at this. We've attended all these, you know, yeah. parents, whatever, prepare yourselves. We've been at this. Do you know the time we got into, when they told us, okay, now come into hospital? What's that? Come into six. Remember, the first time I contacted the hospital was what? Two o'clock. So sorry, just because I know, just, so you contacted the hospital. Yes. Or did you contact 999? Yeah, so, yeah. so I'm like, guys, we need to get to the hospital. Oh, they're yeah. like, okay, let's put it. And they did the whole business. So I spoke to the hospital. Oh, this is what's happening. This is where we are kind of thing. Like, okay, have you done? Yeah, we've done that. Have you done? Oh, yeah, we've done that. So she's been at this. You know, we need, oh, no, no, could hold off. You don't need to come in yet. Okay. I'm like, okay, let's try. And, and then I called back again. And it was about 2.45 now. So I'll give or take. You know, like, oh, hey, keep going, whatever you're doing. Well, how is she? She's able to walk around. Like, yeah, she's able to walk around. But this is the strength of the woman. That does not mean the medical need is not there. I'm like, oh, she's okay, okay, boom. I'm like, okay. The medical advice. I'm like, it's until I said, actually, no, we are coming in. Like, oh, but uh, no, we are coming in. We are on our way. Like, oh, okay, we shall prepare for you. Just give your name. And I'm like, okay. So until I decided to, no, we are coming in, coming to six o'clock, they were still beating around the bush of, oh, wait for it to come down, then go for a walk, then do whatever. I'm like, go for a walk. The whole purpose of going for a walk is to entice the baby to start coming. The baby is coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get me? Yeah, You're telling yeah, me to still go for a walk kind of business. So, so from, from our, to use that as an example, from our point of view, it looks like there has been an injustice happening. Yeah. Or a subtle injustice. They may think they're doing it politely. There may be reasons for it. Sure. Um, but from our point of view, which is what we're talking about, it seems like there's an injustice happening. Mm-hmm. So they need to do something about it. Yeah. Another, still, I'll use the same example. So my daughter, okay? So the woman is like, no, I'm going to try and stay off any of these uh, assisted things as long as possible. So she's like, okay. And then she's gone. She's done the bath, the lovely unit they put up. You know, I'm like, you know, brilliant. We, you know, we are also f- accessing these facilities. Seriously, I will big up the maternity ward, you know, the new maternity ward. At, it's no longer new, but at Gloucester, you know. Yeah, I was like, perfect. The situation seemed okay, you know. And the lady's trying to get going, get going. And then she reaches a point where she's like, no, you know what? I need now intervention. I need these, uh, whatever they call them, injections in the thigh, whatever business, you know. And they're like, oh no, but you're, you're still doing well. Keep going, keep going. No one's like, I've been making the decision to keep going and I'm now telling you I need and now you're depriving me of it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> now, and, and behind that, there might be a financial thing that they're dealing with. Yeah, yeah, no, I so, understand. So the, so the NHS could be, and again, I'm not disrespecting them, I'm speaking in ignorance, but for every injection, there's a cost towards it. Sure. And they might be thinking, okay, 10 black people here, 
again, it's just an assumption. <laughs> ten ten uh, black women in the maternity wards, all yeah. of them given birth. Yeah. That's going to cost a certain amount of money if we give them all an injection, specific injection. Therefore, let's hold off on trying to give them. Yes. Oh, this white individual, well, as soon as she screams, let's give it to her because, you know, she might there she needs subtle, it. There is subtle, 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 there, is so there, there might be even a financial... Mm having a conversation, all right, guys, ladies, midwives, we're only going to try and give out six of these yep. injections yep. today rather than 20 that we did oh. yesterday, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, the, those, those, are, those are always you know there. Mean? Yeah, those are always there. And we feel them, you know. And if it, again, I'll use the bath as an example, the epidural thing, the woman, the woman asked for epidural, she had to wait because the person was doing another whatever, you know, and the same person passed us twice. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, the gender, he's just, oh, is that the man? He's like, oh yeah, he's still got something to do. I'm like, you, you medically, the decision had been made. Yeah. That this lady is going to have that epidural thing and all yeah. that stuff, you know? And the man is going to attend to someone else. 100%. I'm yeah. like, okay, so he's gone past, oh, but he's just been called up. I'm like, he's just been, but we called a long time ago. Now, potentially, this woman could have been part of that mortality. 100%. Yeah. yeah. Because all of a sudden, Oh, yeah, a bit strong, isn't and it? And again, to speak to speak on narrative. So, from our point of view, there's things that we don't know. So, it could be that um, amid whenever somebody says yes, yes to an epidural, there has to be a um, protocol, script, a script, and, a script yes. written, and this that, and the other. Yeah. So, that person's script could have gone in before mm-hmm. you guys. But again, it's about perception. Yes. And how are they? How are they sharing that information to make us feel reassured? Reassured. Because even if it's even if the other woman was supposed to get it before you guys. Why haven't they reassured you? Yes. Why haven't they said comes, something oh, to say, way, okay, uh, this is the reason why, uh-huh. blah, blah, blah. But, oh, no, no. He goes past, boom, and then yeah. goes, and I'm like, okay, we are waiting. And that leads to why we think, as specifically from black people, that we're being treated differently. Yes. But, okay, if, if you don't believe that you're treating us differently, tell me that why, yeah. oh, why she way, got it before it. my wife got it. That's it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Or this woman got it? Yeah. So, yeah, I think there needs that to openness. be an openness. Or yeah. maybe also we don't, because from that same example, you know, it's until I put my foot down that I'm coming. You either turn away at the hospital or you welcome us. Ex- that exa- then. An example I want to give in terms of racism. So we're still on topic. We're still going through this booklet, but I just want to share some experiences as well because mm. this is why this topic is important to us. When I was in school, I remember going to a um, parents' day evening. Oh, yeah. So the parents came in and my parents came in quite often. It wasn't, or well, at least one of them would come in quite, quite often. often. <laughs> Um, you need whenever to have a conversation with mum and dad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's parents' evening. All of the kids are there in the hall, um, going to their different teachers, blah, blah, blah. I said, oh, um, this is, I think it was my science teacher, but it could have been an English teacher, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, she's one of my teachers. Let's go there next. As yeah. soon as she's free. Mm-hmm. She saw us. And instead of, as soon as the, the parent had just left and we were going to move into that seat to sit yeah. in front of her, she dashed out of the room, dashed out of the hall, ran upstairs, uh-huh. went, ran to the class and the class was far away. So the other side of the building from where the hall was, yeah. ran to that class and got a report, my report. Okay. Or um, books or documents, whatever it was. And she came back and she sat down in a huff and a puff, smiling, saying, ah, I got these for you guys. And I came down and I sat down and I was like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And she went through it. And she started naming times when either I'd either been late to class uh-huh. or whether I'd been disruptive, this, that, and the other. And I looked at my mum and I said, that's weird. And my dad jumped in and said, why did you go and get that? Yeah. Because you can see she didn't have no other folders on her desk, just like the attendance book for or one book for everyone else. But for me, she went she all the went way up there the to get a big document to bring it down to show the parents. I was like, 
why would she do my dad said why did you do that yeah she's, she's like oh yeah i just wanted to show you know his behaviors this that, and the other and she's like is there any my dad was like oh is there anyone else on reports she mm-hmm. goes yeah we've got a few students on reports but and, only and she's like but why did you see us run up run out of the room to get this report and show it to us now the perception is what i'm talking yes, about yes it seems like for all of the white kids and this is being plain all of the white kids she didn't care about their reports because yeah. they were just as bad as me if not worse uh-huh. um but for me, oh, my parents are here. Let me, oh, let, me, let me show how your black child is so bad. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah, that, and the yeah. other. Perception. 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 Do That's I mean? when you start losing faith and, you know, connection. So we got to talk about actions. So yes. this report is just like me saying to my parents, look, look what she just did. She just ran out the room to get a folder. Because it looks like she wants to make me look bad in front of my kids, mm-hmm. in front of my mum and dad, and wants my mum and dad to feel bad for having a black kid who's really naughty, yeah. who was not naughty. And to be honest, I got very good grades in school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, we've got this report. This report says there is racism that exists. There is naughtiness happening. Yeah. What are we going to do about it? What are we going to do about it? And that's, that's the real reason. In, in, in summary, after reading it, what did you feel? Uh, in summary, after reading it, I... Somehow, I also have the unfortunate aspect of, oh, okay, another report. Okay. If that makes sense. You have know? you read other um, reports before? I've read a few others. You know, Anything um, regarding race or just general stuff? General stuff, I would say. Okay. I've, I've read two that connected to the BEM structure. Okay. But again, I was like, okay, another report. You know, because, again, reading this one disturbed me so much because it references others. Other reports, yeah. And yet it's still summarizes with the fact that nothing has been done from the other reports. So I'm like, what's going to be so different about this, apart from the fact that it keeps referencing the others that or oh, nothing has been done? You know, that's why it stuck in my mind so much when I read the John Boris Johnson 16 and yet actually only six recommendations from, you know, Correct. David Lam- I'm like, case in point, you know, case in point. Because we are all going to sit down and we talk about this and we're like, okay. And then next year, another one will be coming out. You know, David Lame will be getting old and he'll be all of a sudden like, oh yeah, someone called David, he wrote one, didn't he? Oh yeah, he wrote one. What? How many have we done? Oh, we are now on 22. Oh no, oh, no, no, it's actually seven. Exactly. <laughs> you get me? Exactly. And this is our problem. So really majority of it, which is why I asked initially, what? why can't we look internally as well? As much as we are like, oh, people are getting to know. People are getting to know. We who know, what are we doing about it? How are we trying to recognize that this is a problem? How are we trying to recognize that actually separated homes are a problem? How are we trying to recognize that actually maybe I need to bring back quotes, quotes, I'm going to put it in inverted commas, the smacking on my child because he's taking a knife out. Hmm. So that he starts fearing from it. Because people, some people fear their parents. Some people fear their parents more than they fear the police. Yeah. You know? And yet, we still have that disconnection of when I go out there, how do I present myself? How do I challenge my child to say, when you see a policeman, greet the policeman. Say hello. You know, oh, by the way, what are you up to today? You know, so that the policeman can come and spend just a few minutes. Oh, this is what I'm doing today. I'm thinking about this. How are you as well? Oh, I'm doing okay. Okay, keep safe. And then those repeated interactions that are positive. 100%. So that my little ones can come and say, you know, maybe I'm thinking about being a policeman. Because they appreciate the etiquette that a policeman shows them rather than there's a policeman, let me straighten up, let me start walking like as though I'm going to fall because all of a sudden I'm losing control of my limbs because I need to be up straight. One million percent. You know? And then once I've gone past the policeman, oh, I can't breathe. You're like, whoa. 
we need to change the narrative internally so that we feel comfortable enough to access these systems that at the moment are biased, but at the same time welcome the support, the change that the external sources are trying to do. You talked about power not so long ago, yeah? That the systems and power and all that is where racism is. Isn't it? Correct. I did say that. You, so how still can agree we... agree to it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I understand why you agree to it. We are still <laughs> debating that one, yeah? How can we become knowing the system and then become the wheels that break or the wheels that start moving the system in a different direction? Yeah, that's correct. And it's it's this... It's, this, um, it's the belief that the government is going to make a difference that we need to have. Mm-hmm. The reason why we're so blasé with it, I believe, is because we don't actually think the government are for us or can make change that is relevant. Does that make sure. sense? Yeah, I understand and if, that. and if we believe that it can make a difference, voting in the right MP, the right police commissioner, the mayor, all these sort of things, putting pressure on them, contacting them, being involved in politics and local government. Yeah. Like if we believe that that has a great effect on our lives, yeah. then we would do it. Yeah. But at but the also, moment, we, I don't think we do. Let's jump in ourselves. Let's start, we're talking about lack of our leaders, black leaders. Do we really not have people that are able to, you know, talk and start? We have them. So I, I would say it's twofold. So one thing is, I think we should be championing the government to do stuff. Yeah, yeah. And we should also take the power in our own hands as a community, as individuals, and do stuff for ourselves. Definitely. I should be a, a better black man, as a better worker, a black, better brother, a better all-round person. But a part of the community. As well as the black community should be a greater uh-huh. community, hold ourselves accountable, yes. things of that nature, yes. encourage one another where possible, build ourselves up for one another. Yes. As well as we should be a political movement that is doing something great and is putting pressure on the appropriate way. So it's twofold. One, government, you guys should do better. Me, look at myself in the mirror, I should do better. better. Look at one another and say, we should do better. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And once we start, then we can start tapping into the opportunities that the government is trying to avail to us so that we can uplift ourselves and ultimately give the perception that people stop looking at black and white and, and just look at, I'm offering you a service or you're offering me a service. 100%. 100%. Because if I go to hospital and then I'm starting to question whether you're not giving me the epidural because I'm black or you're delaying it because I'm black. And yet, if I start complaining, because there's that thing, oh, if I start complaining, you're even going to delay it, you're going to even mistreat me, you know? So I, I have to obey the mistreatment, the little mistreatment that yeah, you're giving 100%. me so that I don't receive more of it. There is that rhetoric. There is that, ah, if you start opening your mouth, then you'll even get it worse. Case in point where the, all of a sudden the black man or the black teenager ends up more vigorously manhandled by the police. Yep. Because the black teenager nowadays is starting to open his mouth like no one's business or her mouth like no one's business. We end up wrestling. 100%. You know? And you're like, okay, now you just keep quiet. Just keep quiet. You know, you hear, just keep quiet. And like, no, actually, this person is, instead of coming and talking to me, the first thing they did was turn my arm behind my back. Yeah, bend up my arm. <laughs> bend up my arm, you know. Put, put a knee on my back. Exactly. You my You're like, yeah. uh, why shouldn't I complain? Because you just had, oh, there was a certain disturbance. Is the force you've come with equal to your inquiry. Yeah. Because it's just an inquiry. Yeah. You know, and then when I start fidgeting, oh, you are resisting arrest. Was the arrest warranted? Correct. <laughs> you get me? This think, is where we need to change. I think it would be a disservice for me to for me to end this or for us to end this without me mentioning these things. Mention these things. One, the Windrush scandal. Yes. The Windrush scandal revealed that hundreds of Commonwealth citizens, many of whom were black people from the Windrush generation or their children had been wrongly detained, deported and denied legal rights. 
And because of that, as a response, um, there was a payment under the Windrush compensation scheme for up to 15,000 people they were expecting. Mm -hmm. And not even a fraction of that have come forward. So I want to encourage if any of our listeners had any dealings in that Windrush scandal, if you were detained, deported, anything of that nature, there is specifically schemes out there. One specific scheme, the Windrush compensation scheme, which is to give you financial recompenses for what has took place. Yep, yep, yep. And I expect you guys, where possible, to seek that out. If the government owe you funding money in response to their ill actions, you should go and get it. Go get it. So Windrush specifically, if you're Jamaican or anything of that nature from the Caribbean islands, make sure you get the money that is owed to you because yeah. it's, it's for you. Um, yeah, man, I think that's about it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say <laughs> you no more. Few <laughs> there was a few more, but there's so much in here. I just want to really encourage people to go and read it where possible yes. and make changes in your life and the lives of others and put this out. The reason why this is probably the f- first report, probably I'm guessing that I've actually read Okay, um, from the common, from the house of commons or the house of lords. Yeah. Probably. Maybe I have read some in the past because I am kind of intrigued in this kind of politics yeah, stuff yeah. every now and then. Go look for but, the, um, uh, the Lamy thing. The Lamy thing, yeah, I may do stuff go like look, that. Yeah, go look for the Lamy yeah, thing. Man. There was a quote from the um, Stephen Lawrence's mother in there. Oh, yeah? In the report. Um, I'm going to encourage people to go and read that. There's so many quotes in here that I think were just really yes. great, heartwarming to some extent, and really puts um, the emotions behind this report. Yeah. If this is just a plain black and white piece of paper and you read it and that's that, that's one thing, but because it's emotion as I read it, yes, yes. and that's what made me feel like, come on, let's just dedicate an we episode to, to it. We need to dedicate an episode to it, yeah. So yeah, man. <laughs> two back lines, Pete. Hey, how have you been? I'm good. I'm good, good with these digital things we are doing and this whole business and all yeah, that. Yeah, man. Hopefully, hey. hopefully I didn't stumble over my words too much. Uh, you didn't read enough. <laughs> I didn't read enough. Yeah, I did it on purpose because <laughs> I didn't want to embarrass myself again. Yeah, man, you need to learn to read them things. Yeah, know? man. I, I need to learn to read once again. Uh, yeah, for real. For <laughs> but no, I'm good. I'm good. Everyone's good. You know, we are keeping yeah. safe. We are keeping all right. You no, know, we are hustling, you know. This interestingly at the moment, yeah. I don't know whether I'm loving the fact that the key worker things and all that have not been highlighted so much. Yeah. In this whole business of oh, we are locking down the country. Yeah, or yeah. because the lockdown has been a bit different, yeah. That people have no longer really appreciated the, you know, the really necessary sectors. Yes, correct. That never shut down. Yeah. That yeah, never yeah. I don't know. So I'm I'm intrigued by you know what do I find? Am I glad? Am I not? Am I confused? Do I want the clapping business to come that back? That you're working as a key worker, is that yeah, what you yeah, mean yeah, specifically? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You? Are you? Yeah, in, man. I'm, I'm are well. You keeping? Since you're talking about lockdown, COVID nineteen, this the report also talks about being <laughs> people of yeah. um, and their response to COVID nineteen. But yeah, in myself, mate, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good, man. Lockdown hasn't uh, destroyed me or depressed me any more than I usually am. For real, for real. <laughs> um, and I'm using this time to work on myself and, you know. Well, that's it. Build yeah. that kingdom. We could Build that about. kingdom. Well, you quickly finished the South Wing. I'm like, you need to share the yeah, money. Yeah, man. Now. That South Wing was really, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was like a two-minute thing, really. It was a two-minute job. <laughs> for real, for real. No, but good, man. Two black minds. Guys, thanks for listening. Two yes. Black Minds yes. for another episode. Join in next week for another episode. Yes. Find me on Instagram. Last name, Henry. Kafson. Kafson. No, no social. socials. You ain't going to find Kafson anyway. <laughs> Never going to find him. I'm a hidden gem. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> um, two Black Minds. Instagram is two underscore black underscore minds. Um, and we'll see you again next week. Definitely. It's For been real. a pleasure.
to a black minds. 